Whanau. Um, so I grew up in Tahiki, which is, um, my name's Ange. I grew up in Tahiki, which is just about 18 k's past Kaikohe. Um, I had prepared um, for days for this moment because it's only seven minutes. And so um, when you try and fit your life into seven minutes, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> so um, I just, last night, I just said, Lord, can you take over? Because my mind's blowing up. Um, so he just, he just put before me and showed me clearly some markers and events that happened in my life that were quite significant. And um, God is a God who turns things around. Amen it around that's where I was I was in a place where I knew that my life was going down and there was no turning around in Waitangi some years ago um, well I'll just let you know I had a really bad alcohol problem because alcohol was my medication alcohol gave me the will to live another day Without it, I couldn't function. I'd just stay in the room. And the only thing that made me come alive was the sound of bottles, someone walking in with a box. Then I'd come out. So I was dead. I was a walking dead person. And man, it's hard to function in a world when you're like that. It's impossible. It's impossible. But with God, all things are possible, right? Amen. With God, all things are possible. He's a God that turns things around. So Waitangi, I'd been on it for a couple of days. New Year's, two year 2000 was coming up. And I'd been on it for a couple of days. And I was, I was a mess. And I was a mess with my children with me. And they had wandered off onto the beach, thirsty, hungry. They'd taken their clothes off because they were so hot. And as a community would be, they were pretty concerned because they couldn't find me. I don't think that they would have thought it was me because I was so drunk. They would not have thought that I was the mother of these children. So I doubt that they even thought that they should come up and ask me, are these your kids? But some loving person in the community picked them up and took them off to the police station. And when I finally came around and said, we are my children. We all need to be loved. We all need to be loved. And there's love in the community because Jesus is out there. And he picked up my children. He took them off to the police station. And from there they were placed with Sips. I'm not saying Sips is perfect. But I was not doing a very good job. I was doing a very poor job of being a mother. That was a significant time in my life. Because it should have been something that turned me around, right? You'd hoped it was, but it wasn't. 
Because when you're dead, there's not much more that can make you feel any deader. You're already dead inside. Doesn't mean I didn't love my kids, no. I love my kids. I was so ashamed back then I couldn't even say that because my actions said that I hated them. The reality was I didn't have the capacity to love them. I didn't have the capacity because of the abuse that I had been through. That's what was sitting in here. And that's all I had to give. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart today. Because this is a reality, Fano. Generational stuff is real, and the consequences are real. I just want to acknowledge my two tamariki that are here today. Tiona and Vance. And my older son who's in Auckland, Petey. Because God is a God that turns things around. I was told I was an insignificant person in their lives because of how I was living. Insignificant, I said. Mate, I pushed them out. And I won't put up with that. I'm not insignificant. I did something. They are alive today. And so, um, where does God come into this? Where does God come into this? I was in a plane coming back from Australia and um, just looking down, coming down into the airport and I could see all, I could see Aotearoa and I was just sitting there looking down at the clouds above and I, I just had this thump in my heart, it was just like boom and all of a sudden man, I felt God, it was like he goes, you're mine and I felt that was so powerful because for once in my life I belonged to somebody who loved me. For once in my life I felt that I had something to give and it happened up there in the, in the air. And when I came down, we're coming down to touchdown and I knew that nothing was going to be the same the moment the plane hit the ground. And, um, and it wasn't. Because God is a God who turns things around. And ever from there on, um, God just propelled me. He propelled me to places I didn't even think I'd go. Things around, I'm not next minute, I'm working with Sips, they're my buddies, you know. God turns things around. I'm not fighting them anymore. They're asking me, how can we help? What can we do? What do you need? We're here for you. They're writing me recommendations. They're writing me referrals. God is a God who can turn things around, people. And he wants to. 
Next minute, my kids are in the same home as me. And we're fighting and we're arguing. And I, I put my head on my pillow and I'll go, wow, thank you, Lord. <laughs> because it could, have been, it could have been that they weren't there at all. But they were there in the house with me. They were going to school. They were not going to school when they should have been going to school. <laughs> um, and then he put me back into school. You know, I went back to um, uni. I got a degree in sport management because that's that's what I love. I love sport, and um, I love working with youth. And that's exactly where I ended up. I sat in the office. Um, and I said, I won't go down the teaching lane because I'm counted out. My history says that um, I'm, I'll never be a teacher. And she said, oh, why is it? And I said, oh, I lost my kids. And she goes, oh, yeah, probably not. And, um, <laughs> but you know what? God overlooks, you know, he doesn't overlook, he doesn't forget. But he takes you to, his grace will take you where you just wouldn't think that it would happen. So don't think that we have to believe in ourselves for something to happen. He's the believer. He knows what's going to happen. I don't believe in myself and neither did the one that interviewed me. We both sat there and denied that I'd be a teacher. Yeah? But God had a different plan. And through my degree, I did an outdoor education paper and they wanted to employ me as a teacher. So I taught outdoor instructing for four years. Um, and I, I, I just, you know, every day I wake up, I can't believe, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe that God has taken me through this place. But now He's, now I'm here. He's going, okay, now we have to go back. We have to go back to you being a mother. And He's put two beautiful boys in my care. This is my third time around church. This is my third time around at experiencing motherhood because God wants to wants me to experience motherhood the way He designed it to be. Yeah? And man, I can't do it on my own. I can't do it on my own. There's some pretty energetic boys, man. Um, so I've got all my family that, that are um, supporting me. My mum's here today. I want to acknowledge my mum. Hi, mum. She's a tough little bicky. She really is. I really honour my mum. She has stood beside me through thick and thin when I got the children back. Um, I'm sorry this has taken longer than seven minutes. <laughs> but... Um, I'm now doing a recovery program. I was in recovery for 14 years because I know I need it. I'm not, God's not done with me. He's not done with turning things around in my life, you know, because I, oh, man, I still, I, I still break down. I've got anger in me. I'm not afraid to say it. And it comes out in some real ugly ways. I need to say it. I have to say it. Because God wants to change it. And He can't do it if I don't say it. If I don't acknowledge it and admit it. 
So I do uh, celebrate recovery every Thursday night down at the Baptist building, Baptist church building. And it's just about that. It's about doing a journey, not wanting a quick fix, because there are some things you're just going to have to go down a journey and do, you know, and do it with God. So we're a Christ-centered recovery ministry. Every Thursday night, we start with dinner. We start with a kai. It's not the other way around. You have to sit down for two hours and then have a kai while your stomach's rumbling. And um, I'd just like to encourage anyone, if you're in a place where you're suffering from loss, separation, anything, it's not just drugs or alcohol. It's unforgiveness. It's stuff like that too. That's toxic stuff as well. I want to encourage you, um, if you if you want to, come and check it out. Um, that's yeah, that's me. <laughs>